I didn't know the same thing. It's random. Everything and anything we talk. Welcome to the village. It is randoms with dire buttons. And yes, we have something really, really emotional and uh, quite important to talk about today. Uh, it's really there to the heart. Uh, and uh, not because I know a couple of people who are going through this. But because it is something that needs to be addressed, it is something that needs to be talked about. My name is Diabotins, and yes, it is Randoms with Diabotins. And yes, I can say thank you so much for always being there uh, to push, to comment, to subscribe, to like, to rate. Oh, come on, man. You, you really are good. And I can't but just say thank you. All right. Uh, we'll go on this quick, very, very quick break just to, you know, get some sales and uh, we'll be back to talk about it i have a doctor in the house and i have a friend in the house i have two friends as a matter of fact uh one a doctor and one a very good friend all right so together we will be talking about this uh, stick around it is randoms with dial buttons extra extra read all about it now listen hi that sounds too cliche, or oh, cliche like some people would say if that's a word. Have you heard of that guy called Dio? Yeah, that guy called Dio. He's a podcaster, a broadcaster, a voiceover artist, a foodie. <laughs> he's not fat. And yes, he's a consultant. Do you want to have a podcast? Do you want to go into broadcasting? Do you want to do voiceovers? Or you want a voice for your brand or company or product? Or you're looking for a hangout spot for your company, for yourself? for a picnic, for anything. You're looking for a place to chill out. You're looking for that shortlet. You're looking for that fine apartment. And that's where he comes in. Or you're looking for that food, that game you can have with your friends. Or you're looking for an MC. Now this is your guy, that guy called Dio. You should check him out at Dio Buttons, at Plugged In Village, at Solomon's Town. You should. You will thank me later. That guy called Dio. As usual, I'm just going to say welcome to the village. Uh, I have a friend in the house. And uh, can I just say that this is not the regular kind of interview or kind of conversation that you've heard uh, over and over in a long time. Uh, this particular kind of interview... Uh, is different or this kind of conversation is different because it seemingly is close to the heart. We're actually talking about something that a lot of women, a lot of ladies, uh, they say the chances of um, out of 10, the chances of seven ladies going or having the symptoms is 70% or 80% as a, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we're having this conversation and uh, we get to talk about it. And yes, I will also have a doctor uh, after Violet would, you know, share some light and what can be done uh, about this particular thing. Uh, it is PCOS Awareness Month. Uh, that's September. So you get to understand why some people are going through what they're going through while some behavioral uh symptoms happen to some ladies uh, you know why some people do what they do so you don't just get angry when you see some people all right violet bawo <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine sorry i was having i was having a of network issues at, at, at uh no problem 
no problem. All right, so I will try as much as possible not to joke around what we want to talk about, not to laugh too much because it is quite serious. And, uh, you know, it's something I, I have been hearing about it, but I don't really understand it until you posted it. So we're talking about PCOS, valveless. Did I just say valveless? <laughs> Valet. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just said I don't want to laugh too much. It's a serious issue. And after we are done having our conversation, we'd have a doctor also would, you know, talk afterwards. All right. But first, let's talk about our own. Uh, what is PCOS? What is this thing that affects a whole lot of ladies? Okay, so I can I can only say from a layman's point of view mm -hmm. and from someone mm -hmm. who is also going through it. Okay. Um, thankfully, you have a doctor that is coming on board that can shed more light on it from a medical um, perspective. Yeah. But from my own understanding, it's pretty much a hormonal disorder. Hmm. Um, so I would, I would say, you know... The reproductive organs of women, you know, get affected by this, you know, shift or like, yes, let's say this order in your hormones, basically, and it just triggers so many things. So you find out that um, the lady isn't seeing her period as, as often as she's supposed to, or sometimes it just completely ceases. Like, she could go for like a month or two or even three months without, without seeing it. Yes, well, some might think, oh, yay, we're all that, um, we're all that stress of going through cramps and all of that, but it's still something to worry about because, you know, even our period says a lot of a lot about our body. Hmm. You know, it it speaks to us, it speaks to how healthy we are to a large extent. So, um, I know a friend of mine that is going through this same um, phase. And I think one of her major symptoms um, is the fact that she started to lose a lot of hair. Like at some point, she she got fed up and said, "You know what? I'll just let me just go bald, as opposed wow. to just every day when I bleach my hair, I'm using like huge chunks of hair each day." So it comes with with so many so many things. And I, I personally, I feel like you know, it's something that isn't really discussed enough. Mm -hmm. um, it's something mm -hmm. that we are not really researching um on we're not really you know putting so much lights on it because there's so many symptoms that i feel are not even recorded so for instance hmm. in my case I, I decided that i would you know pay close attention to my body i would take note of every change of every anything that i feel is weird so recently i noticed that i started to gray a lot like my my hair started to you know get you know some parts you know, which is great yeah so at some point i noticed that it was just in the center of my hair but now i see that you know um it's coming it's coming out a whole lot so you can see to, to the right you see lots of gray strands only on the right side or some people were saying oh it's because you relax your hair too much i'm like okay if that's the case i'm going to study this thing i'm going to watch it and then I stopped relaxing my hair. You know, I stopped applying chemicals on my hair. I just mm -hmm. do the normal washing and weaving. And then, you know, there was really no change. It became worse. So I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't think it's it's relaxing my hair often that, that, that is causing this. But You know, and I had to go back to the drawing board. What are the things I'm doing? How is my body, you know, internally reacting to certain things? 
Hmm. And also making sure that I'm always speaking to my doctor. Wow. Okay, so, so let me... Yeah, it's, it's, a lot. it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Because sometimes I see women and... For those who don't know, we're talking about PCOS. That is uh, polycytic uh, ovarian syndrome. Yes. Yes, polycytic ovarian syndrome or ovary syndrome. Uh, it's something that affects the ladies in particular. And, uh, you know, I was asking myself while looking this up that for a lady who is... Now, you just said that some part of your hair goes gray. Uh, is that the only symptoms that, you know, happen to uh, some people or it varies round? Well, there, well, there are general symptoms um, like I mentioned, irregular period. You have acne. Um, some battle with their weight. I know a cousin of mine complained to me recently that her weight is just off the charts. Like she's been unable to just keep it under control. Yeah. So, uh, well, for some people, it, the symptoms vary. But like there are general symptoms that you could always look out for. Um, like I said, irregular periods. Um, you know, what else? What else? What else? Weight loss or weight gain. For me, I noticed that my weight has just, you know, refused to be steady. So sometimes I could get on the scale and I'll be like 52 or 56. And then three days later, I am down to a 47. So that drastic um, fall. Shedding, you know, for me, it's my own symptom. Wow. And I've, I've been told that that I need to, you know, focus on and try to stabilize. I need to take out anything that would probably contribute to the fact that um, my weight isn't stable, like stress, um, reducing um, the amount of, let's say, distances that I walk, you know, stuff like that, just basic stuff like that. Um, I know someone that um, she's battling her weight at the moment. Um, it's not even because of her diet. That's a funny thing. You know, she has a recommended diet by her gynecologist. But even at that, the weight is still something that she's battling. Um, and then there is, a, there is a part where, you know, the cyst. So, so basically, why it's called cystic ovary, ovary syndrome is the fact that you have like tiny sacs of fluid filled that fill up your ovary so to mm -hmm. speak mm -hmm. and oftentimes these um tiny sacs of fluid tend to you know come out and then grow externally on mm -hmm. the ovary so you find out that most women tend to have so much pain you know to their left um and then they go in they go into the hospital and they're like okay we need to carry out a minor surgery to take out um these cysts you know, some people have it regularly, but I've, I noticed that when mine started, I, I said, you know what, God, I do not want to do <laughs> surgery. It was an option. My doctor, I'm like, is there any other way out? You know, and he said um, he was able to prescribe um, some medications that reduced the inflammation. So it reduced it back to its actual size and then, you know, lessened the pain. So I've just been able to like manage that um I've, I've also been told that it's something that can be corrected with diet diet um, changes um, lifestyle changes but there's really no concrete you know when you have headache and they say oh take panadol and it will cure your headache that kind of thing true there's true. really no concrete 
you know, medication that they will say, oh, once you are on these pills for like six months, all the cysts are gone, right? Hmm. They're just like, let's let's try let's try it this way. Let's see if you can do it this way, and whatever the outcome is, we know how to proceed. You know, so it's it's a whole lot. I mean, it also affects your mental health as well. I was going to ask about that. What's you know, yeah. When you just said so, it affects your mental health, I was just about to ask that how is how how is your mental health about this? Um. Well, I I had to say that I've 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 gotten used to it. Um. In the initial stages, it was hectic. It was very hectic because there's the regular mood swings. There are times when. Um, I find myself really excited and happy. Next minute, I'm just I'm just off, and it's mm. not something that I have control over. It's just like I said, hormones. Your hormones are playing tricks on you. Like you you lose control of your body, basically. Um, your hormones are now in charge, and if if those hormones are not under control, you you tend to react the way it makes you react. If that makes sense. Um, and and people might just say, oh, she's very edgy or she's always feisty. No, it's <laughs> there are things going on in my body that I cannot even explain, which is why I, I try to tell people around me, like, if you have someone that is going through this PCOS phase, it is very important that you stay supportive. One, you have to understand what the person is going through. You have to read up PCOS. You have to understand what it is and how you can come in to help. Oftentimes, it's just me needing someone to just talk to and vent, you know, and just say, this is exactly how I'm feeling. I don't know why I feel this way. I'm not supposed to be angry about this, but I feel angry. Wow. Do you understand? And but wait. I'm able to understand that, you know what? Okay, so I was going to ask that, you know, the whole crankiness and uh, mood swings and all... Uh, does it happen every month or at the time your period is supposed to happen? Okay, so let me let me like I said, I'm I'm speaking from my own perspective. I'm yeah. not speaking from from everybody's um, mm -hmm, experience. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I've been on medications. Now the medications that they place you on um, are typically hormonal medications. So it means that irrespective, regardless of the fact that you're on your period, you're still going through these mood swings, right? Wow. Because the meds are interacting, you know, to balance your hormones. So all through the period you are on these medications, you are experiencing these things. And then when it's not time for your period, it's like it's double. So it's a process. It's a, it's a very discomforting process that we have to go through i mean some might experience it in a milder way while some might just you know have it extreme like a lot to you know handle um and i, I also understand like i said it's a it, there's a whole lot around pcos that you can't really you can't hmm. really talk about it in one breath in one conversation like it's a whole lot um if you now want to come down to the stigma around PCOS, like mm -hmm. people just automatically thinking that you cannot have kids, you know, I think that's even the major problem for most people. Um, and it even affects people's relationships, right? Yeah. Whereby, whereby the man just thinks, oh, she's barren, as opposed to 
understanding you know what the problem is even before a conversation with my gynecologist the other day mm-hmm. and he said the funny thing is, is he has handled several cases where you know the woman has pcos and they just they focus on the problem that's the husband and wife they focus on it the man is fully involved like for every specialist visit that the woman needs to have he's there so he's going through that phase with her do you understand so he's not left out he is in it like he's i'm here to support you i'm not in your body i'm not your body to understand how it feels but for that moral support i am there as opposed to having that typical african mentality that is the woman's you know duty to bear kids right it goes Mm. both ways do you Mm. understand like you have to understand what the problem is to be able to solve it I've been in a case where I hear things like, oh, if this is the case, you have to have, you have to get pregnant first before we get married. Wow. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, 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 it's really it's crazy. crazy. But, you know, even before you get married, you know, relationship with people, some would just look at you and say, this girl is always cranky. This girl our mood swings is just not here. I can't date this person. I can't be with this person. I can't even be friends with this person because I don't know. One one minute she's all good and calm and beautiful. The next minute she's all looking rumble and cracky and all. It's a whole lot. And I'm hoping the doctor in the house would be able to give us, uh, you know, practical answers to this thing. Uh, you know, I read that uh, it's can't be cured but can be monitored yeah yeah so like, like i said there there's really no definite cure to it um we just hear that um you, you can manage it you wow. can manage it that's all there is right now so <laughs> and it's not like people are born with it well i i hear that sometimes it's genetic that's what i that's what i hear so thankfully there's a doctor coming in that could either be bonk yeah or, yeah you know, yeah Val, Val, Violet, thank you so much uh this is two o'clock and i know you have something you need to do uh after now so i'm just gonna let you go and uh, i'll keep you in my prayers as always Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy that you are having this conversation. It is from a from a man's um, point of view. Actually, it's it's good that it's a man that is you know bringing up this topic and talking about it, so that the men folk can also understand that they have to be involved. They have to get involved, if not for any reason, but the fact that you have females in your life. You have your mom. You have your sister. You have your cousins. You even have your spouse or your girlfriend. So you need to be informed, and it's really you important. Know- that we actually do. Yeah, you know the funny thing, uh, I think it was over the course of the weekend, I think Friday or thereabout, I was having a conversation with myself and uh, I said something that it's funny that the men also go through this and, you know, the response I gave myself was if you have a wife or a girlfriend or a friend that you're dating or a friend, whatever kind of friend you have, and this person goes through this thing on a regular or have these symptoms, chances are you're also going to have to support that person if you are a real friend. Uh, chances that uh, yeah. you're also going to go through that per- that thing, that symptoms or that syndrome with that person. So if that person has it, you also have it. 
because you're both going to be doing the same thing. You're making sure she's not looking sad on herself. She's not looking down on herself. She's making sure that everything is, you know, going smoothly as it should. It's a whole crazy journey, but God help us. We will conquer it. One of these days, we will conquer it. Thank you so much, Violet. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Wow, that's not the end of the conversation. There's still more to come. Uh, just stick around. It is randoms with dial buttons. I didn't know the same thing. It's random. Everything and anything we talk. Okay, yes, indeed. It's still randoms with dial buttons and... There's so much to talk about. Uh, you know, I heard, I had a conversation with Violet earlier uh, about PCOS. And uh, this conversation got me thinking over and over, you know, having spoken about this and, uh, you know, checked it out and haven't talked about it. I decided to have a doctor in the house. Uh, it wouldn't be nice if I talked to someone who has... Uh, the symptoms or the syndrome and not have a doctor talk about this. So I have Dr. Timilei Ogunkoya in the house. Uh, together we'll be, you know, possibly be uh, explaining certain things that we do not know about this particular syndrome. You know, it, it's crazy how it affects women. And, you know, haven't thought about it. Okay, let me just introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, I have in the house uh, a doctor that... Uh, I was going to inject, but heaven saved him. Uh, I have Dr. Timile Yogunkoya in the house. How are you doing? All right. So um, today we're talking about PCOS. Uh, that is polycytic. I hope I'm correct. Polycytic ovary or ovary syndrome. Uh, is that correct? Um, oh, it's pronou <laughs> oh, it's pronounced polyc uh, polycytic. Yeah, missing the S actually, but all of that is semantic really it's polycystic actually polycystic uh polycystic ovarian syndrome you know it's i don't want to use the word funny but the uh, the woman body is quite complicated if that's the word i'm supposed to use like every day they seem to they are magnificent they are fantastic human beings uh, but then they have some funny um disease if that's the word that's you know seemingly affects them a whole lot uh and uh but today we're looking at P pcos first of what is this pcos thing why is it affecting them now why is it uh a problem now is it like it's a fresh discovery or it just becomes something people can't not talk about um so thanks for asking that and i think it's a really good question uh, because um time and time again it's important that we're aware and um also sensitive to the struggles of many and in this case particularly it's women and so it's important that we you know from time to time actually take a look at things like this and be able to demystify it so to speak um 
So to put as much clarity on it as possible, the operative word in PCOS is ovary. Yeah. And um, that signifies that it's a woman that is affected in this situation. So um, the polycystic ovary syndrome um, is a hormonal disorder that actually affects women largely. And what is really happening um, is to take a look at it from two angles, basically. Um, first of all, is the use of the word the P, which is the polycystic, mean, meaning that um, the woman has multiple cysts um, in the ovary. So that is number one. So those cysts are like fluid-filled sacs, very tiny ones, and they are pretty much just scattered across the ovary. So there's polycystic in that word. But more importantly, and I think this is the most important part of describing the syndrome, is to mention the fact that when a woman has PCOS, what is really happening is that a hormone called androgen, which is a male sex hormone, um, that really and truly should be um, within the normal limits for men. In women, when those hormone, when that particular hormone gets elevated, then what is happening is that most likely the woman has PCOS. So um, it's really the impact of that male sex hormone that leads to the number of things that are caused in PCOS, basically. So but it's in very clear cut terms. No, continue, in very continue. Clear cut terms, yeah, in very clear cut terms, in describing it, it's a hormonal disorder that happens in women wherein the ovary is slightly enlarged. And yeah, I didn't get the last part. All right. Um, so I was just sort of trying to summarize what it is by saying that um, it's an hormonal disorder, basically, um, that happens with women or in women. And in that instance, there is an enlargement in the ovary and then there is the um, presence of multiple cysts, which um, the name polycystic is also inferred from. Wow. Okay, so um, I have a couple of questions. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone who has the syndrome uh, earlier, and that's Violet. And then, you know, we're having this talk on that. It varies with different females. Uh, first off, my, my first question is, how does it vary? Is it like their period changes over time? Like, uh, for instance, this... Uh, lady A sees a period and then her hair is changing. She's growing air in multiple areas of the body or uh, she's just adding weights. Like what exactly are the symptoms to this thing and why does it vary? Because um, we know if we're going to treat it, sorry, sorry to cut in. If we're going to look at it like uh, a particular syndrome, did you hear me? Yes, I, I can hear you there. All right. Now, if we're going to treat it like a particular syndrome, we know that... Um, for someone who has uh, OCD, uh, we know the person is the only syndrome that person has is to make sure that everywhere is tidy, is extremely clean. Now, that is a syndrome that affects everybody that has OCD. But for PCOS, it varies. It's different. Why? Um, so, like I said, I think that that's a really good question, actually. And interestingly... Um, at the heart of what you have asked is the fact that we're dealing with a syndrome and it's very important that we also understand the concept of a syndrome. So when you have the 
syndrome used to describe a disease what that implies is that the disease expression will vary so because it's a syndrome it's like a spectrum meaning that um, there are so many different expressions or manifestations to that particular disease entity so um, because it's a syndrome as well the possibilities in terms of what you would see also would vary from patient to patient so the most important thing as to why it tends to vary from person to person is because it's actually a syndrome that we're looking at and in um, quite clearly you also already mentioned a number of the symptoms that you would expect when you were asking the question so mm-hmm. it means that in one way it's possible that it's a menstrual cycle that is very irregular, which is like the commonest um, symptom that occurs in terms of being of spotting PCOS. Is that many times for women is that their periods are just seriously irregular. So the woman averagely is supposed to see have her menstrual cycle somewhere between 21, 28 to about 35 days thereabout in terms of the window that it should occur in. But for women who have PCOS, one of the first things they would notice is that they perhaps can see their period this month and the next time they'll see it is in December. So wow. sort of those sort of things happen. Is that the woman can see her period in September, she might not see it October, November, the next day she sees it in December. She might not see it again for another three months before she then sees it again. So that menstrual irregularity is one of the first things that you know draws the woman's attention to the possibility of having PCOS. But like you had also mentioned, there are a number of other things as well, is that um, a woman who has PCOS can also have um, a male pattern distribution of hair. So Mm. she can become hairy in that sense. And people are wondering, oh, what's going on here? It might be beards and things like that. It can happen. But that does not mean that every woman who has a male pattern distribution of hair automatically has PCOS. It's just that it's one of the things that can happen. Now, remember that I mentioned earlier that when a woman has PCOS, there are elevated levels of the male sex hormone called androgen, and that's what's responsible for some of these symptoms that were actually described. So there's possibility of that. There's also the weight gain that can happen. Um, the woman's um, glucose levels might also be affected because there's also insulin resistance when a woman has PCOS. So it's possible that um, our glucose levels can be in the diabetic range and things like that. But to just sort of try to tie it together is that, first of all, it's a syndrome. So because it's a syndrome, um, it's more or less like a spectrum. And then there are different um, expressions to that disease entity. And it can range from either menstrual irregularity, weight gain, to male pattern distribution of hair, or even to the insulin being distorted and the woman comes down with diabetic um, ranges of our blood sugar level. Wow. Okay, so in few words, let's just quickly um, let us look at um, what's the word? What's the word? Okay, so one of the things that I didn't get to ask Violet uh, earlier was the fact that, you know, I think, yeah, I was going to mention it and then it skipped my mind. Was that a lot of male folks, a lot of, you know, male folks are also involved in this. And uh, you'd ask me how, uh, if you have a friend who happens to be a female, obviously, uh, and then, you know, married or not married, and she has PCOS, if you truly like this person, there's a huge amount of that, of the possibility that you're also going through it because you would 
definitely supports this person you would be with her you would make sure she's not cranky you would make sure she's okay so my question is does it really for married couples uh for the woman who has pcos does it affect their sex life and is it genetic is it something they grow into or is it something that uh it just happened or when when a lady starts seeing a period at the age of 13 or thereabouts it's something that comes with it all right um thank thank you for asking dio um, and i think that there are multiple angles to the question that you've asked but i'm going to try to deconstruct it um, <laughs> and hopefully not leave anything out um basically so i'm going to start with the latter part of what you've asked which is um as to how the disease evolves mm-hmm. um so i'm going to take us back to something that i had said earlier that what is responsible for the vast proportion or the majority of the symptoms that you see is that elevation in the male sex hormone called androgen and that would happen over time so it means that a woman who has pcos um, most likely wouldn't start off expressing those symptoms at the age of 13 or at the age of 15 is that it as those levels as the levels of the androgen as the levels of the male sex hormone begins to climb that we then begin to see a lot more of all of these symptoms and things like that. So it most likely wouldn't show up in the early stages is as the woman grows and the androgen levels begin to climb that we then begin to see um, all of these symptoms evolve. Now, having said that, um, we must also clearly establish the link in terms of the family history. So um, a very good question would also be to ask that, so what really causes PCOS? Because um, everyone would perhaps want to think about it. That, okay, so what might cause a woman to come down with P- PCOS? And that's where the genetic link comes in. Um, the cause primarily for it isn't something that is clear. So it's not established like, oh, someone has malaria because mm-hmm. this had happened or someone has this because this had happened. For PCOS, it's not expressly clear. It's not established. That is exactly what causes it. But what has been established over time is that there is a genetic predisposition, meaning that um, if a lady's mom or their sister had come down with PCOS, there's the possibility that the lady can come down with PCOS. That doesn't mean necessarily that she will come down with PCOS. So it's important that we're able to establish that that it's a possibility, it's a genetic predisposition. It's not a given that the woman necessarily will come down with it. But that genetic predisposition exists in terms of the family history. So that's something to consider um, when looking at if a woman came down with it or would come down with it and things um, along that particular line. And I'll take this now back to the first thing that I think you asked, which is the first element of the question that you put forward, which is um, for individuals who are married or for a couple and things like that. Um, Quite interestingly, one of the... um, commonest avenues that leads to the diagnosis of PCOS um, is infertility. So it means that, um, say, for example, two people are married and then um, they haven't been able to conceive. Um, One of the things that can happen in terms of screening and looking into the woman from a medical standpoint is that you also are thinking that, oh, could this be a case of PCOS? So amongst all the other things that the physician is considering or contemplating is that if two individuals are married 
that and they are they've been unable to conceive you most likely want to explore whether this is a case of pcos so you will then do all the needful assessments you know take a blood sample check androgen levels do an ultrasound scan check the state of the ovaries and things like that so you want to explore whether this might be pcos so the answer to um, one of the parts of the question that you asked is that yes it's something that can affect not just the woman but even the man because um, if that's the case the man also has to be supportive he has to be able to walk her through that process and be there for her every step of the way but let me just quickly add this because i know it's a possible question that you might want to ask as well so maybe i just take it out of your mouth is, is this something that can be addressed yes <laughs> Apparently, you, you know, it's funny that if I don't ask, a lot of people would slap me. So it's it's just yeah. <laughs> obvious that you you just point it out because that would possibly be the next question. Is it because you know I I went online and then I uh, I had to do a little bit of research and I figured or I found out that it can only be managed but can be cured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think that you're absolutely spot on um, in, in the way you have put it forward. But let me also just sort of try to reconstruct that slightly. Um, so PCOS doesn't have a definitive treatment, meaning that, um, say, for example, if you have malaria, you'll be asked to take an ACT and you, know, and you take those medications and afterwards you are done, the malaria is gone, and then you're absolutely out of it. But for PCOS, that's not what happens is that there isn't a definitive treatment. So what happens really with PCOS is that you want to treat the symptoms. Um, so if the woman has menstrual irregularities, you want to place her on medications that would help to regularize a cycle to some degree. And um, if the woman is considering conception, because it's not every woman that's considering conception in terms of coming out with PCOS, some women are either not in the childbearing stage or they've gone past that stage, or they are not even considering it at all. So if the woman is considering conception, um, you can also place her on medications that would actually help that to happen whilst she's also managing the different symptoms that has to do with PCOS. So that is something that can be addressed. Um, if the woman's blood glucose level is deranged, remember we, we mentioned something about the insulin resistance. Yeah, yeah. So you might also want to place her on medications that would help with that. And that, that's also a possibility. If the woman has added weight or if she's adding weight as a result of PCOS, you also want to advise her on lifestyle modifications, the need to exercise, to watch her diet and things like that. So it's to say that it's not, it doesn't have a definitive treatment, but the symptoms can actually be addressed. They can be managed, they can be taken care of, and the woman can still live a full, amazing life without you know, having that um, distortion and affecting the quality of life that she should be having. So whilst it doesn't have a definite treatment, it actually can be managed um, quite positively. Wow. Uh, if we keep talking, we would not leave here. Uh, so I'm just going to ask this final question. It's something that just came to my head right now. Uh, you know, you were saying something like uh, it's something that should be addressed. Uh, for instance, I, this is really crazy and it might sound ridiculous and unexpected but i would still ask is it possible for someone to have pcos and also have 
another kind of disease say like cancer or malaria or thereabout and then if you're addressing it are you going to be addressing it individually like you're addressing pcos now you're giving drugs for pcos for a particular syndrome you're giving a drug for pcos say weight loss or hormonal disorder and then you're also treating cancer is it possible um so i think that the, the question is in two phases is that first of all um does a possibility exist that um an individual can have pcos and have it coexist with another ailment the answer simply put is yes wow and so that can happen is that someone can have pcos and still have another ailment and that's a possibility that's number one number two is, is that um in the event that that happens um can both be addressed the answer to that as well will be yes is that if someone has pcos and has something else um you most likely would have to take care of both um as long as you don't have a an overlap in such a way that one management is affecting the other one so you also want to ensure that you know you are you have a holistic approach to what exactly is going on in terms of the nature of what you are actually addressing in its totality so the answer pretty much is it's a yes is that there's a possibility that one can have an individual can have pcos and have something else i almost said pos <laughs> that one can have pcos and actually have something else and um in the event that that happens um both of those elements need to be addressed um as in as much detailed manner as possible having a holistic approach to entirely all that is going on wow all right thank you very much before i let you go the usual we have to do it for our villagers and our incoming villagers what's that random thought on your mind right now don't tell me that shit um do not tell me that, that I need shit. to sleep. I had a very long day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let me let you go. Uh, regards to everyone that I know. Uh, thank you so much for coming around. Uh, God bless you. And uh, we'll keep praying for our female folks that uh, this disease will not catch them in Jesus' name. I, I just prayed right now. Uh, will not catch them in Jesus' name. Thank you very, very much. Uh, thank you so much. Thank I wish so much I could buy you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I wish I could buy you dinner and uh, lunch and breakfast, but uh, I guess when I come back, <laughs> maybe when you come around to the village, we'll get you something in the calabash. All right, thank you and uh, have yourself a fantastic day. All right, thank you so much uh, for having me. All right, bye bye. Yeah. Like I would always say, it's needed that you check yourself and it's needed that you are supportive. Uh, if there's one thing you should do for your friend, uh, for any female friend that you have, you should be as supportive as you can be. Sometimes you want to know why this person is cranky. You want to know why this person is just down. You want to know why this person isn't leaving the life that they want to leave you want to know why this person is sad one minute and then happy the other minute all you need to do is just to be supportive just be supportive and to our female folks try as much as possible to take care of yourself try as much as possible to do regular checks you you people are the most amazing set of human beings you are so amazing that we don't even know how to classify or quantify your amazement if there is a sentence like that you know you're just god bless you god bless you 
I will keep praying for you. All right, so it is Randoms with Dial Buttons. And yes, I want to say thank you so much. Remember to share, remember to like, remember to comment. So my very good friend, Violet, thank you for coming on board uh, to talk about this also. And to our very own good doctor, uh, Dr. Timile Yogunkoya, thank you also for coming on board. God bless you really good. And to our old-time villagers, you guys are the real MVP. Thank you so much. And to our new-time villagers, I want to say welcome to the village. Time.